Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Live at Edmonton, hour number two, and Oilers now. Bob Stopper with you. Hey, for all of uh, you Ukrainians and Orthodox Christians across Alberta and Saskatchewan, wherever you're listening, Merry Christmas uh, for those of you that are celebrating tonight and tomorrow. This is Oilers now. Bob Stopper with you from Los Gatos, California. The Oilers and the San Jose Sharks tomorrow. The uh, Sharks are hosting the LA Kings tonight, and they've got the NCAA championship game in Santa Clara as well. So, suffice to say, uh, the uh, the hotels were all booked in San Jose, and we've uh, stayed at two over the last eleven years. And uh, we're at uh, kind of a, a charming place, uh, unique uh, to those of you that uh, maybe frequent bed and breakfasts, as an example, in uh, B.C., maybe out in the island or something like that. Very similar to that. It's kind of cool. Players are liking it, that's for sure. This is our, the second hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your P's from, uh, PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. In this hour in uh, 38 seconds time uh, NHL today for our friends for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear uh, Brendan Escott will be bringing you that uh, we will also have Jay Woodcroft uh, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors who've gone through a bit of a tough stretch here of late, which kind of makes sense because they've uh, lost a few uh, significant uh, players like Caleb Jones, who's uh, now played 10 games for the Oilers. And we'll get to uh, some interactive time as well. Uh, you can uh, reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. 780-496-0063. Uh, we can talk about the Oilers weekend that was frustration level Saturday night, and believe me, I felt it via Twitter. And uh, the contrast with the victory against uh, Anaheim on Sunday. And we can talk about how the Oilers should combat this situation with Connor McDavid. And the lack of calls. This after the one that last night was clearing. And again, in fairness, just prior 
to the cross-check that Hampus Lindholm delivered on McDavid. He had hopped inside of Lindholm and, and, you know, had angled him off, and some would say that that was just a deserved exchange between two players. But the fact of the matter is, Lindholm still cross-checked McDavid in all the boards, and it could have been a bad injury. Uh, the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Heartland Ford, not your small-town dealership, with a huge new state-of-the-art facility experience, the difference of Heartland Ford, uh, out in Fort Saskatchewan. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper, Brendan Escott, at Brendan Escott. By the way, tomorrow, it'll be Stopper and Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Of course, uh, Wednesday, uh, the owners will be flying back. They play the Sharks tomorrow night. Brendan Escott will be hosting the show for you on Wednesday because we fly back in the morning. Part of that has to do with a noise ban out of the San Jose airport after 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and then uh, Thursday, uh, so Wednesday, uh, one of our guests will be Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Thursday, Brian Burke for uh, Canadian Power Pack, as well as Louis DeBrusque, and of course, Friday, Elliot Friedman for the River Creek Resort and Casino. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. To NHL Today, it is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Here is Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. It is a light night in the NHL. Only five games tonight. Uh, the Maple Leafs are hosting Nashville, and uh, goaltender Michael Hutchinson will start again after shutting out Vancouver 5-0 on Saturday. Elsewhere, uh, Montreal entertains Minnesota, and Calgary is playing in Chicago. Interesting one here. Flyers forward Yori Letera will skip his court date tomorrow as he's on trial right now for allegedly buying 8 grams of cocaine from a distribution ring in his home country of Finland. Prosecutors are looking for a five-month prison sentence for Letera. He has not dressed for Philadelphia since December 15th. Preds forward Philip Forsberg uh, is questionable to make his return tonight from a lengthy injury absence. A couple former NHLers heading overseas. You kind of touched on this off the top, Bob. Jason Garrett and signed with uh, Jurgardens of the SHL. And Dominic Moore has signed with the ZSC Lions in Switzerland. Also, uh, former Oilers D-man Chris Weidman cleared waivers, was assigned to Florida's farm team in Springfield this morning. Bakersfield Condors dropped both games over the weekend, losing to Colorado 5-4 on Friday and then Tucson 3-2 in overtime on Saturday. Next up, they get a road date with the Texas Stars this upcoming Wednesday. Oil Kings also lost twice against two tough opponents this weekend. The Victoria Royals uh, won 3-2 at Rogers Place on Friday. Last night, it was the Lethbridge Hurricanes winning 5-2 to end the Oil Kings homestand. They have a rematch with Lethbridge coming up on the road on Friday. Uh, Kootenai Ice have actually fired assistant head coach uh, Roman Vopat after he sent out tweets criticizing Team Canada's world junior coach Tim Hunter. He said the team was outcoached, questioned the decision to use Max Comtois on the penalty shot in overtime, and then he called out Oh, he didn't like that Hunter called out Alexis uh, Lafreniere either. Finally, Bob, uh, your team, the U of A Golden Bears, escaped with uh, two one-goal wins at uh, Manitoba this weekend. Uh, excuse me, not two one-goal wins, but two wins. 4-1 on Friday, 5-4 on Saturday. Luke Phillip with a pair of goals in that uh, latter game and now leads Canada West scoring with 22 points in 14 games. UBC coming uh, up on Friday and Saturday. They're on the road for that one. Yep, uh, watch bits and parts of both Bears games. they got a lot of talent. Uh, 
Uh, they'll be there. They'll be in the mix. Uh, the national championships are in Lethbridge this year. Alberta's the reigning national champs. Uh, they were a score off the rush team last year under Serge Lajoie, who's now the head coach in Kamloops. Ian Herber's returning to the U of A, and he wants a stronger cycle game. He wants uh, more puck possession time. And I think there's been some challenges with uh, some of the Bears players in terms of getting them to uh, commit to the work ethic that Ian requires. Um, but Alberta should be there. Uh, they're on a 10-0-1 run, by the way. Uh, as for Roman Volpat, so what were the three things that he criticized? So it was first uh, just that Tim Hunter was out-coached. Then he didn't like the decision that Max Comtois took that penalty shot in overtime with the game on the line. And uh-huh. finally, Hunter calling out uh, Alexi Lafreniere. Okay, well, I completely agree with Roman Volpat on all three of those things. Number one, Alexis, I, I said it on the air, Alexis Lafreniere. Here's the thing. Because I worked in amateur sport when I was an SID at the University of Alberta, and I used to say to the star head coaches, you're getting paid. The kids aren't. Okay, let's establish that right now. As a professional, you got to take the heat if your program's not going in the right direction. And we had a couple coaches there in the mid-2000s that had some success, but they didn't like it too much uh, when people actually, which at the university level in Canada almost never happens, so it was a couple of higher-profile programs were starting to cycle downwards a bit, and there was reasons why, and it had to do with the, the job performance of the coaches. They didn't like it when they got some criticism. Suck it up, Buttercup. You're getting paid. You're the pro. That's how it works. Tim Hunter's case, he's the pro. It's pro, you know, yes, it's junior hockey, but I, I agree You know, I agree with old Pat. I didn't like that Hunter called out uh, Alexis Lafreniere. That's a 16-year-old kid. Number two, I do sort of question using Max Comtois taking the penalty shot, especially when we find out he had a partially separated shoulder. Morgan Frost would have been a better choice than me based on how he played. And I, you know what? The other thing that happened with Tim Hunter is his team's got the league, and then they didn't push as much. They didn't sell. Go, you either coach to score the next goal or you don't. I want the coach that wants to score the next goal. Okay. I don't think Hunter did that. So I completely, completely understand the uh, perspective that Roman Volpat had. And and by the way, Kootenai, aren't they moving to, to Winnipeg anyways, I believe? Here we go. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Uh, we got lots of texts coming in, so let's get to it on our Heartland Ford text line. You can also uh, call in 780-496-0063. Oh, I uh, should take a couple calls here first. Thanks, Brendan, for texting me. I guess I should, I've got a, a lot coming in today. Here we go. Uh, where do you want to start, Brendan? You want to start with uh, Brian? Yeah, let's oh, go, Brian. Brian. Line number one. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, Bob. Yourself? Good. What's up? Well, I, you know, I just want to uh, put something out for you. As far as this refereeing issue, personally, I, I contend that ever since they brought in the second referee, that the quality of officiating has diminished. It, to me, it's almost like, okay, one referee is looking at it, decides not to call it. If the second referee or the other linesmen are looking at it as well, one doesn't call it. Nobody wants to disagree. And, hey, that's and, a, you're not the first person that has suggested that. So that that perspective, Brian, is out there. Yes. And and you know the only other thing that I'm going to and I said this to Reed of last week is, is that 
my concern is with the with the lack of quality ref- officiating, and it's not just the Oilers games. I've been watching other games. It's happening yeah. right around the league, and. My my, I'm scared. It's going to cost. It's going to end up costing somebody, not maybe a superstar, but it's going to cost a player a career. All right. So you know what? Basically, what what you're saying here is the because one referee doesn't want to show up the other referee, that it becomes the lowest common denominator in the two referee system. That's well, really what you're saying, right? Because. Yeah. Right. Let's say for the sake of argument, we're talking Steve uh, Kazari and Kyle Raymond. So Raymond's less experienced than Kazari. Kazari is uh, the front side official. He he's right there. He doesn't want to make the call. So Raymond, who's a little less experienced of an official, he's the backside guy further away from the play. He doesn't want to show up Kazari, so he doesn't make the call either. Exactly. So we end up in this, and that, and you know what? I have these sort of discussions every day, so I totally get what you're saying. And is that not such the classic Canadian conundrum? Well, we'll settle settle for the lowest common denominator, right? Like, that's kind of how we're... And it's your comment, Brian. To me, the bottom line is, you've got a bloody... You've got a rule book. You've got the rules set up the way they're set up, uh, you know, start using the bloody rule book. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. No, we hear you. Thanks for the call, Brian. Take care. 780-496-0063. Uh, let's try Alex out in Penticton on line two. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you, Bob? Good. Uh, you know, it's one of my favorite topics, uh, character and heart. Um, you know, I don't know what happened over 24 hours, but uh, the Oilers were playing a lot better, and... Uh, you know, obviously, I'd like to see Lucic get mean and nasty like he played in Boston. And all of a sudden, when he comes to the Oilers, he's gotten a lot softer. I mean, the whole league seems to be going that way anyway. But, but you know, one thing I'd love to see, though, I'd love to see McDavid just snap and lose it one, for once, eh? You know, and, and actually uh, stick up to some of these guys, too. I mean, even Gretzky had four fights in his career. I mean, I would, it wouldn't be pretty because, let's face it, we, we see McDavid with his T-shirt on, and he's not a big guy. What happened? What happened to McDavid when he fought in junior? He probably broke his hand. <laughs> Did he? I don't he know. Bro- he he broke his hand, and it was exactly. about a month before, before the World Juniors in his That's right. Year. I forgot and, about that. And it was a big deal. Uh, so, there you, yeah. know, there you go. Then that's... I, you're, and again, you're not the only one to suggest this as well. There's there's lots of people that are like, well, why don't they, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Can I mention maybe something else? A, go for it. Okay, you know, you mentioned the old days, and I was I'm 51 years of age, and I and I saw the cups, and uh, you know, my dad had season tickets in 1990, and we used to travel from Fort McMurray when I was going through junior high and high school right. to see the odd game and. And I remember those years, those beautiful years when you had Dave Semeco and Kevin McCollum uh, hammering with his left there, and you got guys like Dave Hunter and Mark Messi could uh, protect himself. And then McSorley came along, and you had Don Jackson, and uh, you know even even Pat Hughes dropped him a few times, and and Lummy. You know, so I guess that's where I'd like to see more of those guys who maybe aren't the heavyweights. Like you know, you saw Gambarello there, a rookie who has played a, a couple of games. that comes in there and. So yeah, we'd all like to see a little more heart and character, Bob. And, it's, it's just yeah, 
Alex, it's just a different game right now. It sure that's, is. That's, Absolutely. Like we, and, and I'm going to prove the point right Night now. And hang up, and I'm, and I'm going to prove the point right now, okay? Okay. So we got we got Brendan uh, on, on the show. Uh, we replaced Brendan Ulrich with Brendan Escott. Some have said it's an upgrade. Others aren't so sure. But, Brendan, I'm going to ask you a question right now. How old are you now? What, what are you, 26, 27? 24. 24. How many fights were you in growing up? Two. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Am I still on the air? <laughs> yeah. No, no, Alex, you're good. Thanks for the call, Alex. Take oh, yeah, care, I, had, I had about 20 before grade five. <laughs> That's the, there you go. That's the point. Right there. That's the point. It's completely different today. That's all you need to know to, to understand the difference of perspective. Like Alex said, I had 20 before. I move. I moved. Uh, I moved lots, and not surprisingly, uh, you know, four sisters and I was the only boy in the family and you know I don't like taking any crap and so sometimes I bit off a little bit more than I chewed and end result I got my ass kicked that's kind of how it happens right like you're you're gonna have to fight sometimes and sometimes you fight kids and old like and it's just different today that sort of stuff doesn't happen in schools anywhere near as much like it wasn't on you know you said you had two in your entire life at 24? Yeah, two or three, yeah. Yeah, I would say probably, for me, 30 to 35 by the time I was, you know, 25 years of age. And lost at least half of them. And a couple of them bad. Like, where you're like, wow, I got destroyed there. And there's 60% of the guys driving around town right now over the age of 40 laughing because they've all been there too. But you know what? If you're... Uh, you know, as Jason from Zangudo just texted the show to say, Bob, we used to fight for our right to parte. Right. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, I, and that's the thing. Like, I meant what I said earlier in the show. There, there's guys playing men's league hockey in Division One, Division Two. If the, the best, they saw the best player in their team get cross-checked in all the boards, they'd be jumping the guy that would do it and asking questions after. Even with the reality that, you know, they might have to go to work the next day and operate on somebody because they're a doctor. Like, that's just, and it's just a different era and a different generation. Like, to me, Gambardella kind of had a free pass there. You know, you're a rookie that's played a couple games. You don't even have to, you don't even have to actually throw a punch. You just, you know, drop your gloves five feet from the boards and tackle uh, Lindholm middle of boards and get on top of them, right? So, more text coming in. On our Heartland Ford text line, this one uh, from Haji out of Medicine Hat. Bob, why is nobody upset about the punches Drysaddle took from Getzlaff after, was it goal four? Ref was right there. Leon has a history of concussions, and yet there he was left to fend for himself, not to mention the Ducks came out with a power play. Well, I don't know how Anaheim possibly got on the power play. I've already stated that. There's no way that should have been a power play. Uh this text out of Grand Prairie, Bob, I'd say it's a different game, but I literally watch the Calgary Flames stick up their guys every single night, whether it's dropping the gloves or dog piles. It's tough to argue with that perspective. I mean, Kachuk gets a lot of it started. Uh, Sam Bennett punches above his weight class. He's he's a good fighter for a guy that's a middleweight. Uh, so, yeah, they've got some other guys that can do it as well. I mean, James Neal, if he has to, can certainly do it. 
Again, you can text us at 630-630. Ryan says, Bob, Lucic, Cassie, and Nurse need to step up and beat the snot out of anybody that touches McDavid and send a message to the NHL and all the other teams. Then watch the penalties call since the league wants to get rid of fighting. That one comes to us from Ryan. Well, again, yesterday it was Nurse cross-checking Adam Henrique because Henrique was uh, engaged and playing the role a bit with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. It was Cassian as uh, Gravel was cross getting cross-checked in front from uh, Kessler. And by the way, Kessler wants no part of fighting anymore at this stage in his career. It was Cassian who uh, worked, uh, you know, immediately jumped Kessler. And, and in fairness to Lucic, and I'll say this about Brandon Montour, I mean, Lucic hit Montour hard. That was a hard hit in the corner. And then went back to the front of the goal, and then Luch beaked him. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is funny. Uh, back in the day. We're getting more texts coming in. Hey, Bob. Uh, remember the... Do hey stop! Remember the the brawls at Rat Room at the Top back in our day. By the way, we we're at university together at the same time. Uh, yes, Rat was on the seventh floor. For those of you that don't know, at, uh, it's still there. The, I don't know if they still call it. Well, it's got to be still the room at the top, uh, seventh floor at uh, the Students Union Building, the University of Alberta. And Brendan, this will scare you. There was a sixth floor, and that's where the bouncers who are all football players, used to uh, deal with things, if you know what I'm saying. Of course, can't do that anymore. Uh, they weren't very good at arm wrestling, as I recall. Uh, Sean says, out of Fort McMurray, Bob, do you think the officials are sending a message to Hitchcock for criticizing officials over the lack of calls against McDavid? No, I, I just think that the refs are conditioned not to make enough calls. Okay. You can text us at 630-630. Brian says, Bob, Sam Bennett reminds me of Darcy Tucker, way tougher than his weight class. That's a fair assessment, and that might be the type of player Bennett ultimately becomes. Uh, in his draft year, I would have thought that Bennett had a higher offensive ceiling than Tucker, and Tucker was a prodigious scorer in the Western Hockey League with Kamloops Blazers. But Darcy Tucker could chuck him, and Sam Bennett uh, could <laughs> really uh, chuck him. Patrick says, Bob, I'm 53, and I played midget AAA at Edmonton growing up. I was yearly the most penalized goaltender in the league. Things have changed from Patrick. Well, Patrick, I'm going to tell you this. I'm roughly of the same vintage, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I stayed clear of the front of your net because you're probably a hack back in the game. All right, we better go to news here. It's uh, 126 at Edmonton. Cassandra Jodwan has that. Jay Woodcroft coming up at 135 with an update from the farm out of Bakersfield. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.